Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Move Through Motivation podcast. I'm your host, Matt Olson, and I have a very special guest with us today, somebody I've actually never met in person. Uh, We've met through a mutual friend, a CrossFit competitor friend of mine, and we are doing something at our next month Just Move event at the Eastvale Community Park, and how our worlds have connected the synergy between what's going to happen at that event and just me talking with um, our lovely guest, Joyce Valdez. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And I usually hate the circumstances that I meet people in the type of job that I do. Um, But in the end, little do they know that they, and I'm, they, they, I needed them more than they needed me. So I feel like there's a reason why we connected besides, um, Froza. you know, besides you and your girl, you know, you and your friend, um, that introduced us from, you know, CrossFit, um, there was a reason behind all of it. So thank you for having me. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm really happy to have you here because, um, this has been a very emotional day. I called the guys earlier and, um, there's a video I shared with you yesterday uh, about when I was getting my chemo at city of hope. First, before we go there, tell us who you are, what you do and what everything, what we're, who, who is Joyce Valdez and who do you work for and what, what, how are we connected? Who is Joyce Valdez? Okay. Joyce Valdez in the work world is a senior community outreach specialist at city of hope medical center, which is located in Duarte. Um, I, we work for a department called be the match registry, um, Be The Match helps patients primarily diagnosed with leukemia or lymphoma. So anyone that has a blood cancer um, are the patients that we work with. Um, When they get to us, the reason when patients come to us is um, if they've exhausted all their treatments and it's no longer working, then their doctors will suggest a blood stem cell transplant to um, save their life. Um, So usually, um, the doctors will always search a family member. Um, that's who is, that's who usually would be a perfect match is a family member. Um, but if there aren't any matches, then that's when they come to us and they ask us to search our database, um, in hopes to finding an unrelated donor out there, um, to save their life. So, um, just to kind of give you a breakdown currently right now, we're working with about 250 patients at city of hope. Um, that are in need of a transplant. So um, treatment wasn't working. So now they're looking into, they saw that no one in their family was a match. So now that's when they've come to us. Um, Out of the 19 million people that are on this list, um, not one person is a match for the 250 patients that we're working with. So our team goes out and um, they just raise awareness. Um, They um, do events, they go to colleges, um, well, pre-COVID, they go to colleges anywhere and everywhere. They go to churches that allow us to raise awareness, talk about, um, be the match. And then essentially at the very end, we want them to join this list um, and see if they could be a potential match for um, a patient that's in need. So when, when you say that and you talk about the 250 patients at your facility, there's not a match and you're going out to do drives basically, right? Kind of like a blood drive, but you're trying to find yourself because as we know, I, I think any family member would give anything they could in their body to save a loved one. 
And as we were talking, you said, that's just not the case. Sometimes you can't find that match. And Sean Boatwright, let's, I, I just want to talk about him for a minute. How, what's your connection with Sean? Um, because that's how Yesenia, my, my friend, connected the two of us. They used to work together in, in Anaheim. So how, how, tell me his story, a little bit about him, what you know. So exactly how I say that how patients get connected with us, um, they've reached out. So Sean was a patient. Um, Sean is an Anaheim PD officer. He's been in Anaheim PD for about 19 years um, and has just a great village behind him. Um, got diagnosed with leukemia, I want to say back in July, he was um, diagnosed and um, treatment isn't working. So um, now the next um, best thing was a blood stem cell transplant. Um, he doesn't have any, um, any, none of his family members are a perfect match. So that's when they went to the be the match registry in hopes to finding a match. And Sean Boatwright, um, one person out of the 19 million pre people, they start to search. Not one person was a match for him. Um, I got connected to Yesenia because Yesenia um, used to work with Sean. Um, and that's how this whole thing kind of started. Um, but Sean and his family have been rallying and he, Anaheim PD has been going out there. LAPD has been trying to host um, donor registration events, um, trying to get people to register. We've registered probably close to about a little over 300 people um, and we haven't found a match yet, um, you know, because again, it's really difficult um, to find matches. So um, that's where um, MTM is here, you know, Just Move Movement is um, helping us where we're trying to raise awareness um, and seeing if someone could be a potential match for Sean or for any patient that's searching. So I, I, um, uh, I got a message from his wife, Irma, um, about what we're doing. And uh, it's been a very emotional week for me. Uh, the guys know on, on Tuesday night, I had like a full breakdown, just a lot of stress, just this, this, <clears throat> what we're doing we don't know if we're going to find a match 19 million people have already done it and uh the only thing that we we are trying to do is just give a little hope and uh i sent you the video uh this week and another reason why i feel like things connected is where I had my treatment is at City of Hope. And my doctor, Dr. Popwell, phenomenal doctor, the staff, the whole experience in 2018, um, my community that was behind me was just relentless and supportive. And I just know what they're going through. Now, I don't know what they're going through not knowing what the hope is right now, but that they're not giving up and saying we're throwing in the towel, that they're reaching out to whoever they know to say, will you just swab your cheek to see if you're a match. And, uh, you know, when Yesenia first talked to me about this, um, you know, this whole, the whole pandemic with COVID, it hasn't stopped to just move because the whole purpose of that is to get families healthy, to get ready for a fight, to get ready for something they don't know what's going to happen down the line. And movement has helped me it helped me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, so many different ways. And I, I share that testimony as many times as I can. But if there's any way, 
our our team could help, we're going to do it. And this was just, I was, I was sent you the video. The video that I sent you was during my chemo treatments. Uh, they were a little bit wacky. I wasn't when, when the Benadryl kicked off. I would do squats with the staff, with the people that came to to do the uh, to sit in the chemo room with me, and uh, they thought I was crazy. But every once in a while, we would sing a happy we would hear a happy birthday song, and I don't know why, but I would get out of bed because there was a lot of noise, and I would sing happy birthday. And the video I sent you was after we sang happy birthday for this guy Joe didn't meet Joe couldn't meet Joe he was in a secluded room. Don't never met him till to this day. It was his birthday. And tell me a little bit about what that's like when you do find a match, when that hope is alive and you get those stem cells. What is that like? Um, well, I've never had the stem cells, but when I talk to patients and just hearing when patients call or when patients or their families call us and letting us know that they found a match one on my end, I'm like, yes, this is what I've been doing for so long. And you see it come full circle. For them, you know, it's hard where I, I'm pretty sure with a lot of people, they feel like they, they have so much control in their life. And then when you get hit with cancer, you, you just kind of have to let go of that control. But then to get another hit saying to save your life is now, you now need to have someone to donate to you and a family member doesn't match. You now need to essentially rely on a complete stranger. It hits another nerve too. Um, so when, uh, and when patients know that they call us, they don't want to call us. They don't even want to hear it because they know that they're looking for that needle in a haystack in finding a match. So when they do find that needle in a haystack, um, I've heard, you know, people, I've heard people fall to the ground. They are celebrating, um, but they aren't celebrating until they know that those stem cells are in the, the patient itself. Um, but just to know that you feel like you've, you've overcome it. You've defeated this ugly, this ugly disease. Um, now you just have that other hurdle of receiving these stem cells. But to already know that you found out of 19 million people, there was one donor that was a match for you and said yes. I have no words as far as the the emotions that people have when they do find out. It's it's like a sense of relief. You know, when you I, I've never, you know, for people that I know that's had cancer, it's like they say, like, I felt like someone just hit me, you know, and then now you're, you just are tense all the time. Um, and just having so much, uh, so much weight on your shoulders of this, of having cancer and just so many other things. And then when they tell you, you need a match and then you find a match, you just feel like this weight is lifted off. It's like one less thing to worry about. Um, so it's the, there's so many different emotions, but I know on my end as the rep working with the families, I feel like this is the years and years of that I've been working that I know that this works, you know, it was just a simple cheek swab that just set, you know, and someone saying, yes, I want to go further with, with donating. Okay. So, and that's, that's what I want to get to what, 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 what can they expect at the event? And I'm going to, so you, so, you know, and I've sent you what we do, but we come there. We have an, uh, a motivational speaker. We set a prayer, and we just literally walk, run, ride a scooter, bike. But obviously, Joyce will be there. Tell people what they can expect of what the booth will be like to, and what all they're doing in, in, in a sense. Oh, my gosh. It's the simplest thing. The e it's the easiest thing at the event itself. 
you're just filling out a form um, digitally. So you, we would ask you to have your cell phone out. So this is where we're COVID compliant. Um, you take out your cell phone, you type in, you text a word um, and a link will pop up. That's where you'll fill out your form um, and you fill it out. They'll ask for some personal information. Um, once you fill it out, it's gonna ask you to scan a barcode, which is a swab kit. Um, it looks like two, um, two Q-tips and you're just swabbing the inside of your cheeks um, for about 10 seconds. We put it back in an, into an envelope. I then send it to our lab to seeing if you're a match for Sean or for any patient that's searching. And that's it. it takes about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And so it's nothing evasive. You know, it's not, I know everybody is like with the swabbing of COVID and all the testing that's going on. This is really like giving, in a sense, give, going to a blood donation, giving blood, but you're just trying to see if you're a match. Right. That's, I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're not, you're not doing, we're not going to be giving blood there. Nobody's taking blood. We're just trying to see if you could match 250 patients that you are currently working with needle in a haystack, maybe some uh, DNA crossing that you could actually connect it to and hopefully save somebody's life. I mean, Sean is, is who we, who we know and who we're doing this for, but there's other people too. Right. I mean, the, the community of leukemia and lymphoma, and I had lymphoma. So we, we talked about this. I had lymphoma. So again, another connection of I beat it or am in remission. I want to continue to help and raise awareness to help people in that fight. And the team that is around me and the community, like the city, the, the park parks and recreation, they're behind it because they do blood drives to try and help people save life to, you know, with, with what's going on too. We reached out to other cities. Like I want this to be the most epic event where people come out and do it because I know that large gatherings are not recommended, but you know what, if a large enough gathering comes together and that one person comes and saves one person's life, I don't care. This is, this is COVID's not the only disease we're fighting in the world right now. This is what people don't understand for me personally, because I've been through a disease. I've had it. It's not the only disease out there. And the other people that are literally fighting, begging strangers to save their lives. Strangers that you don't know. And uh, I know people that will come and, you know, will swab and, and uh, will hopefully we'll find a match. And that's why I pray. And we're going to pray that day. We're going to pray hard. We're going to pray before. We're going to pray during. We're going to pray after that. Just maybe if, if the day you give me a call, we'll have another one to say, we found somebody's going to get a chance to live. And it's, if you've never had the disease or you've had a family member that's have never had a family member that's had a disease, you may not understand that. But if you have that passion and drive to just live is so important. And that's all I'm hoping for on our event that day. I, I, I don't know the outcome. I don't know if we'll find a match, but you know what? We're going to swing for the fences and hope we hit a home run. So, well, I appreciate you doing this because um, what people don't understand is I know everyone's life has changed when COVID hit back in March. But what people don't understand is our organization, when I say our, we have a team, there's a team at just City of Hope alone. There's six of us um, that, that go out. And the biggest, where, our, where we were focused on was college campuses about 95% of the time, live donor registration events. Well, when COVID hit, colleges closed down, live donor registration events closed down, but yet donor or patients were still getting diagnosed with cancer. Um, patients are still searching. And I can't go to a patient saying, well, you know, COVID hit. So we, we just aren't registering donors. It's like, nope, we needed to find a way 
to doing it. And City of Hope is just one network that is um, that does this, you know, out doing, you know, donor registration events. We have a whole network in the U.S. that's doing it to through Be the Match. When I talk about 250 patients at City of Hope, we're just one transplant center. Um, there's UCLA, USC, um, there's Dana-Farber. So we have thousands of patients always searching. I'm just trying to give you just one snippet of one transplant hospital or a medical center that's, that, is find, that is having a hard time trying to find donors, let alone all these other transplant centers that are looking for donors. So, um, but yeah, colleges were our big thing because we're, always, we're, we're looking for 18 to 44 year old donors to register. Um, that's who is best for, that's who doctors prefer are um, someone between those ages. Um, and so that's what kind of helped it. That's what makes it even harder to getting donors registered because we are looking for a very specific age range. And where do we find those? Our college campuses and college campuses are closed. So um, we are willing to go anywhere and everywhere that we can register donors. Well, I know our city is a, is a young city. Um, mm -hmm. They have uh, multi-generational families here, but there is a young city and there's young families. And, I, and I'm, I'm calling, I am making a public service announcement to the city of Eastvale, to the local um, cities around here to please just come out and swab your cheek. Even if you don't want to walk, you can come up socially distance. We're, I mean, like always we've had, we, and we've done our just move events starting in June, um, June, July, August, September. This is our fifth one. Uh, no, this is our sixth one. November will be our sixth one. And we've done it every month. And the encouragement that comes out of that has been families moving and, and building a bond. And, you know, we pray every time that nothing ha bad happens and we don't want anything to happen, but it we're outside, we're at a park in a public place. Like there's not, it's not even in a close room and yeah, there's a lot of people, but we're just, it's the same thing people do for protesting for rights. I'm protesting for life. And that's what I'm really going to say. I am protesting for somebody to save somebody's life. And if this be the match is a registry that somebody could come in and there's a match somewhere in UCLA, somebody might get saved. We don't know. And that's the whole thing about it. You don't know when you're trying to roll the dice and you're hoping you, roll, you, you don't roll crap out and hit 7-Eleven and you keep hitting the numbers and you go and go, but we don't know. And we're going to try and pray about it. So the next thing I have for you and just kind of talking to the process, when there is a match, what happens then? What, what's that process like? What, what is that for the person who, you know, you're a lifesaver. What happens then? You know, and you say, Hey, I'll, I'll donate. What happens then? Super simple. You're going to, we're going to ask you a series of questions to make sure you're still okay to donate. Um, because when you register, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get called right away. Um, but they'll ask you a series of questions to see if you're still healthy enough to donate. Um, and if you are um, healthy and good, you're going to go through more blood work. Um, and the, the, the donation process is super simple. It's like donating blood now. Um, we're taking the stem cells from your bloodstream. So you're just sitting on a donor bed, just like how I told you where you were doing the squats in the video. Um, for the most part, you'll, you know, you'll be at a donor center closest to where you live. If you're in Southern California, more than likely you'll be um, at City of Hope, but you're just sitting on a donor bed. They're hooking, um, there's a, they're, they're taking the blood and then separating the blood and the stem cells. And those stem cells that they collect is what's going to be given to the patient to save their life. Um, and then the rest of the blood is put back into the other arm. So it's an apheresis machine where they're just filtering out those stem cells, taking out what they need, putting back what they're not using, and then trying to get as much stem cells as they can um, to be given to the patient. And then the patient, the, there's someone that picks up those stem cells. We then deliver it 
to the patient, um, whether they're at City of Hope or at a different transplant center. Um, and for the patient, they are just, it's like an IV. And that's their new rebirth day um, because um, they're getting a brand new chance at life. So when you were talking about someone singing happy birthday, we would sing happy birthday to those that um, receive their stem cells because we were saying that that was their new birth date. Um, so very simple. That's what people don't understand is it's not the painful procedure that people think, think, think it is. It's more, it's like a blood donation now. Okay. Okay. And then thank God for technology and coming around and making it that much easier to save more lives. Uh, I can't wait till this disease is over. Maybe one day. Um, I, my last thing is I'm grateful for your job. I, I, I don't even know how to say like, you literally have a job that saves lives and your team and, and the city of hope. And I just challenge people because it's the hardest thing to, to get that news. It's the hardest thing to get here that I know people right now that treatment's not working. I, I know them personally and it just breaks my heart um, that there's nothing that can be done. And that it's not that they're not trying. It's just treatment's not working. And when I was going through the treatment, it was talked about if it did not work, this is a stem cells is the, the next wave of treatment plan. If my, the, the chemo didn't work. So Joyce, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. Um, uh, I hope we, I hope we find a match and that's why we wear the city of hope. I'm wearing my city of hope shirt that I received from an employee there that I, I love this shirt. <laughs> we get rid of this shirt it'll be around until the day I die or if I can't fit into it, I'll try to fit into it. But, um, the, uh, we always talk, try to talk about, you know, struggle to success and, and struggle to, um, what our deepest struggles are. They can be our biggest strengths. And when you've done your job and you've got that call that you have a match, have you ever had the privilege of just seeing somebody that has got those stem cells and is thriving in life afterwards. Do you have any situations like that? I know you can't say patient name, but do you have situations like that that you've seen in, in your career? I've had hundreds, um, which is I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Um, I've had hundreds. I've had hundreds where they've called me and I was there in the room when they received the stem cells, which is very emotional um, because they, they invite me into their darkest part of their life. And then they, I feel like that's an honor to even call me. I don't think I'm anything to them. I'm doing my job. This is what I get paid to do, which is kind of awesome. But to be invited to, for them to see me in a different light where they're like, no, you're family and we're going to invite you and we're going to be part of, you know, I want you in this room. Um, I've been invited to now baby showers, to their weddings, um, to births of their grandchildren, um, to everything, anything you name it to, um, to their, you know, children that are going to kindergarten because they missed you know, when they got diagnosed as an infant and now they're going into kindergarten. My kids are friends with some of the kids that were diagnosed um, and we go to their birthday parties and my kids um, just know them as, you know, that, oh, these were mommy's friends and now they're healthy again. And um, so, yes, it's, it's been an honor um, to be invited to those. And I've, I've experienced a, more than a handful, you know, like I said, about over hundreds of of patients that were able to receive um, well, a second chance. I, I can only hope that's it. I can hope and pray that what we're doing is, is good and we're going to do the best job we can. So all of my friends 
if you're 18 to 44, I would give every drop my blood. Trust me, I've tried. They won't take it. And I'm almost at that 44, but I'm not there yet. Um, but I can't because of, of my the disease I had. Um, but if you're 18 to 44 and you know me, it's not going to cost you anything. Just a little bit of, of pain of getting a needle in your arm. But you might be the match for somebody to walk down an aisle to, to see their grandchild born, um, to live a couple more years. And that's my, my, my plea to my, my, my tribe. And there's, a, uh, there's an army out there and I know they'll hear it and the word will get spread about what this is. And not only at the just move event, um, I want to make sure that if you do another event, you, you, you now have, you now have a family now, the MTM family, a, a personal close connection, um, to, to, for us to spread that word. If you have a site that you're going to do it at, you, you reach out and, um, you got a crew behind you now. So I really appreciate your time, Joyce. Um, I know we haven't met in person yet. Uh, we're, uh, Inland Empire neighbors and I look forward to the seventh when we get to, to meet and just catch up and, and go. I'm looking forward to it. Unless I bump into you at an Albertsons over on Limonite somewhere. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. So, um, but we'll catch up. And, and like I said, uh, I, I, I'm probably going to be a big old hard guy. That's just the way I do. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm, I'm, you're like a, you're like a little angel. And I, I, when I say that you're like an angel that is trying to promote somebody to live and, and it, it's giving people hope. So thank you, Joyce. I appreciate it. Um, we, we look forward to seeing you on the uh, 7th. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Take care. You too. Bye.